You're listening to the Core Life Training. What is it? Core Life Training Podcast. Of course it is. With Jeff Olson. All right, what's up, my friends? This is Jeff with the Core Life Training Podcast, where we dig into the Bible, get down with some killer tins, and cool out with a tasty drink of choice. Welcome to episode number 12. Now, if you're listening to this thing on release day, release day is always Thursday, so this is the Thursday before one of my favorite freaking weekends of the whole year. This coming up weekend is Wolfpack Weekend for me. Someday I'll explain the origins of what that name has to do with like my life, but this is a tradition we started just a few years back where I get out of town with two of my very best friends. So shout out to Chris and shout out to Lenny. Uh, the very first Wolfpack weekend was literally a camp out in my backyard. Man, I had the guys come over. We pitched tents in the backyard. It was 101 all weekend long. And one of the guys came and flew a big giant shade over the top of our pool. And so we literally sat in the pool like all weekend long had a blast, had some beers in the pool, just hung out, had a great time. The next year we went up to Seattle for an overnight. We went to the Mariners game and man, Seattle was a Wolfpack weekend for the ages. <laughs> it was so great. Last year we were in Bend. We toured the killer breweries that are over there. I mean, that's just always a great time to be in Bend. And this year we're headed to Seaside, Oregon, where we're pretty much going to sit in the hot tub on the boardwalk, like right next to the boardwalk, not on the boardwalk, but right next to it. We're going to ride some scooters, the Tilt-A-Whirl, eat some elephant ears. Wolfpack Weekend is always a blast. It is always amazing. We add hilarious lines to the quote book, and then we come home and never tell anybody what happened, right? So what happened at Wolfpack Weekend always stays at Wolfpack Weekend, and I cannot wait to get out of here. It's going to be so great. Uh, I also can't wait for this brand new live class I'm teaching here in Gresham on the book of Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah is one of the most important books in the story of the Old Testament, as well as the story of the New Testament. But man, it is so easy to get lost while you're reading it. So in three hours from 6 to 9 p.m. on a Sunday night, November 17th, I want to help you understand how the book of Isaiah fits into the story of Scripture, its key themes, and then ultimately what it has to do with real life. And if you've ever been in on a core life class with me or taken one online, uh, you know we get down into Scripture, we dig into it. I try to like bring biblical and theological stuff to like real people, and it's always super helpful. I would love it if you jumped in on this one with me. Registration's up online. People are already signing up for it, and seating is limited to like only 35 people. So if you want to take the class, you better get in on it soon. And if you register by October 24th, you're going to get 30% off the regular price. I want to give you a deal and get you in there. You can go to corelifetraining.org slash Isaiah for all the details and registration, and I will link that in the show notes. So let's get into episode 12, shall we, right? I want to give you a simple plan for knowing God deeply in his word. God loves to be known. He loves to be known personally and truly, and we got to go to scripture to know him, right? We don't just get to make him up or think whatever we want to think. God tells us about God in Scripture, and if we're going to know Him deeply and truly and personally, we got to go to Scripture to do that. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. Many of us were handed a Bible when we first became a believer or when we were in Sunday school as a little kid. We get handed a Bible and we get told to read it. And usually we get told to read it a lot. Like it doesn't matter how much. Some people say a chapter a day or three chapters a day will get you through the whole Bible in one year. We get handed a Bible and told to read it. And then we never really get taught how to read the Bible. 
We never get taught how to get meaning out of what we're reading. We're Sometimes we're not even sure what we're supposed to be getting out of it in the first place. Are there truths I'm supposed to believe? Are there commands I'm supposed to follow? Is there a feeling? Should I just keep reading until I get a certain feeling uh, during my devotional time? Who knows? Like some people just get lost and stuck right here. And what I want to do in this episode is give you a very simple plan on how to know God deeply in his word. And by plan, I don't mean schedule. I'm not talking about read three chapters a day every day and you get through the Bible in a year. I don't mean one chapter from the Old Testament, one chapter from the New Testament, and a psalm. What I mean by plan, a simple plan, is I want to give you an idea of what in the world you're doing when you sit down to read the Bible. And ultimately, what is the goal that you have for reading? What are you trying to accomplish as you open up the scriptures? That's the simple plan I want to give you in this episode. Now, this plan comes from an ebook that I've written called Make Your Bible Work For You, a guide to getting the most from your personal Bible study. I want to give that whole resource to you for free. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Um, this is part of that ebook that I'm going to be sharing with you in this episode. So if you want to know God more deeply in his word, you want to know him personally and truly, I want to give you a simple plan for doing that. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab your Bible and your notebook and grab your drink of choice and let's get down to business. All right, man, let's do this. Step one in the simple plan for getting to know God deeply in the word is to get ready to read scripture. So here's all you need to get ready. Number one, you're going to need a Bible. You're going to need something to write on and something to write with. So for me, I use a Zondervan New American Standard Bible. It's single column, wide margin. It has no notes. It's real unique. They don't really make it anymore and no other publishers make anything like it. So I end up buying like used copies on eBay so that I can have the same copy of what I want. Uh, but you can use any Bible that you have, any Bible that you like, your favorite Bible is fine. I love to write on yellow pads. I'm a yellow pad guy, always have been, always will be. Um, I use Uniball, Onyx, Fine Pens, Black, Blue, and Red. That's my scheme. You can do whatever you want here. You need a Bible, something to write on, something to write with. I give you lots of details and suggestions about some of the other tools that I use in the ebook, and you can check that out. But all you need is a Bible, something to write on, something to write with. That's step one in getting ready. Step two is you need a place. It's great to have a place that you study. When you go there, kind of that's what you do. Places can be a trigger for activities. So every time I go here, I kind of do the same thing. Um, Maybe a spot at home, a special chair you like, or or whatever, a place at the dining room table. It might be a coffee shop or, or someplace like that. For me, I like public places. I like to be out of the house when I study, when I'm studying for sermons or um, for podcast teaching or classes. I like to be in public places. I like to be at Cafe Delirium in the mornings. I like to be at the Hoppy Brewer in downtown Gresham. Uh, for me, public places just work well. Just find a place that works for you where when you go there, that's what you do. You, you study. And then that's really all you need. Here are a couple extras. Um, do you have a drink of choice when you study? Do you like water, coffee, tea? For me in the mornings at Cafe Delirium, it's a one-glove wonder. Uh, if it's in the afternoon or in the evening at the Hoppy Brewer, it's going to be some kind of an imperial stout when I study for sure. And then do you like music while you study? Some people can't study or read or like do anything that they have to focus and concentrate on with music in the bra- in the background. I totally do. I always have. I, I did all my math homework in junior high and high school, listening to Metallica and Slayer. Um, I usually have some sort of metal music going on in the background while I study Music in the background just gets me into the focus zone for studying. So step one in the simple plan is to get ready. A Bible, something to write on, something to write with, a place to be, 
and whatever extras you like to go along with it. That's step one. Step two, here's the plan. Okay, here's what I work on when I sit down to study the Bible and when I read. Here's generally what I do. Number one, I pray. Right? God promises to use his word in our life in so many ways in scripture. A couple of key ways. First Peter chapter 1, verse 23, God promises to make us born again by the word of God, right? He says, you were born again, not by seed, which is perishable, but by the imperishable seed, which is the word of God. How does anybody ever get born again? It's through scripture. He says, we grow through scripture. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, crave the pure milk of the word that by it you might grow with respect to salvation. God promises to convict us of sin through scripture, Hebrews 4.12, He promises to nourish and restore our soul. This is in the Psalms. He promises to give us wisdom through scripture. God means to use his word in our life. And when we pray, we admit our need and we just ask God for the help that he promises to give. So here's my prayer. Whenever I open up the Bible to study and read, I say, Lord, would you please help me know you more deeply in your word? Would you help me love you more passionately? Help me to live more powerfully for your glory and proclaim you more boldly. Now, I explain why I pray that and where that prayer comes from in Scripture in the ebook that you can download, but that's what I pray. I'm just telling God I need him. I need his work in my life through his word, and I ask him for his help. Step two, all you got to do is read, right? You decide how long you want to read, and you decide how how much you want to read. Are you reading the Old Testament? Are you reading the New Testament? Are you reading through scripture all at one time? Are you skipping around? You can decide all that stuff. There's really no right or wrong to it. Let me give you just a couple couple suggestions, um, things that I, I, I value or I work with. Number one, how much should you read? And let me, let me just give you a range. You could read one verse or you could read like three chapters a day every day and get through the whole Bible in one year. Okay, there's kind of a range. One verse is probably not enough in any given day, right, to get the context of that verse and the message of the author. One verse is definitely not enough. If you just want some little piece of spiritual zinger inspiration or something, one verse might do it for you. Three chapters a day every day is awesome when you're doing a read-through, but probably a little bit too much to interact with and read through thoughtfully. And I want to describe what I mean by that by reading thoughtfully and interacting with. I'm going to describe that here in a second. But three chapters a day is awesome for a read-through. Probably not um, awesome for really interacting and really digging in to what Scripture has to say. So probably somewhere in between there. Uh, A second suggestion I would give is read books of the Bible. It may take you a little while to get through whole books of the Bible, like Romans, or especially if you're reading something in the Old Testament, like Isaiah, for example, 66 chapters. It may take a while, but if you read whole books— it keeps the message of the author of scripture in context. You're not just pulling one verse out as a promise for your life or anything like that. You're really understanding the message of scripture and what God is trying to tell you about God in its actual context, right? So read whole books. These aren't absolutes, uh, but in my mind, this is the best way to go at reading scripture. So number one, pray. Number two, read. And number three, write stuff down. Don't just read mindlessly. Okay, don't just like read to get through chapters or get through time. Like I got to read three chapters. Or I want to read for half an hour. Pay attention to what you're reading. Pay close attention. So here's where in a notebook you start to write some things down. And I want to give you, I don't know, eight ideas here, eight ideas of things you can write down. You don't have to write down every single one of these in every single passage, but these are just some questions to think about uh, or some things to think about when you're reading scripture. Number one. 
what does the text tell you about God, right? The Bible is a book about God, his greatness, his glory, his work in our lives through Christ for salvation, his work in our lives through the Holy Spirit in growing us and making us like him. What does God tell you about God in the text of scripture? For example, Exodus chapter 34, verse six, Moses wants God's glory to pass before him and God says, right on, I'll do that. And when he does, he proclaims his name and he says, my name is the Lord, the Lord, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, right? God is telling me about God in Exodus 34. I want to write that stuff down because I want to know who God is and what God's all about. What does the text tell you about God? Number two, what does the text tell you about you? Let me give you an example of this. Sometimes when you sin and you confess to the Lord and you tell him you're sorry and you ask for forgiveness and you still feel guilty and you still sort of feel judged by the Lord and, you know, like somehow you got to make it up to him or, or whatever, um, the text, if you're reading along in the text and you read something like 1 John 1, 9, God says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins. That tells me something about God. He's faithful. It means he'll do it every time. He's just. It's right for him to forgive me because he's already punished my sins in his son on the cross. But what does it tell me about me if I've confessed? It tells me I'm forgiven. I don't feel forgiven, but God says you are forgiven. And that's when I got to really take my own soul into my own hands and tell my soul the truth of scripture. What does the text tell you about you? Number three, what promises do you need to believe in the text? Write those things down. Number four, what sins do you need to confess? Man, there's a ton of them in there, and I have a ton of them in my life. A.W. Tozer talks about the pencil and paper method, and I think it's just awesome. It's so funny. He says, just get out a piece of paper and a pencil and start reading scripture and write down everything that's wrong with you. (laughs) I love that, right? Because there's a ton wrong with me. And it's not just a exercise and feeling bad about myself. It's just reading scripture, understanding what God desires for my life, being honest about it. And it's a great moment of confession. And again, going back to 1 John 1, 9, experiencing the truth of God's mercy and forgiveness, right? What sins do I need to confess? Number five, what questions do you have about the text? Sometimes you're reading along and you're like, man, what does the author mean by that? Or what does that word mean? Or why did he say that? And the truth is you don't have to solve all those questions immediately. Write them down as things to dig into later. You may want to sit down and dig into it right then, but write it down so that if you want to, you can keep moving along in the text and you know that this is just going to require a lot more time to sit down and dig into. I do this all the time. I'll be reading along, come across something. I know I want to dig into that. I'll write it down and I'll come back to it later and make it its own study. What questions do you have about the text? Number six, what ideas do you want to study more fully later? This is really related to number five. Maybe an idea comes up. It's not really a question, but it's a theme or an idea or a word that gets brought up in scripture. And you think, you know, I want to know what that word means in all of the Bible. What is that biblical concept? Write that down so that you can look into it more deeply. I'll give you an example. Um, In Matthew's genealogy, there are four women that are described in a genealogy full of men. Why are those women there? And where would I go in the Old Testament to find out about them? I'm going to write that down, and then maybe the next day, I'm going to come back and just study that on its own. That's just an idea I want to dig deeper into. So write down those ideas that you want to study more fully later. Number seven, write down those I get it realizations, right? Where you're reading along and all of a sudden the Lord makes something real clear to you that maybe wasn't clear before. It's kind of that aha moment. So when you have one of those, 
um, about the text of scripture, like all of a sudden what the Bible is saying becomes clear. Or maybe you have an aha moment, I get it, about God and who God is or about me and who I am or about life. When you have one of those, and this is more personal and practical, just write it down. It's a great memory to have. It's a great learning tool um, to have those like markers of times when the Lord taught you something and you got a hold of something. And finally, number eight, what areas of life is this text dealing with for you? So if reading the word doesn't have to do with real life, the real things you're going through, the real people you're relating to, your real inner struggles, then you're doing it all wrong. Okay. If you're just reading to understand grammar and syntax and theological truths, that's all important and crucial and critical. But if it's not dealing with real life, then you're not reading scripture right. Okay. So number eight, write down areas of your life that this text is dealing with. So here's the simple plan. Number one, get ready. Number two, read. And number three, write stuff down. And I'll tell you what, man, if you did just a bit of that each day, again, you don't have to write all eight of those things down on every passage. Those are just things you can look for and look at. But if you do just a bit of that every single day, do you realize you would grow a freaking ton in just a few months from now? Now, in the ebook that I'm going to link for you, you can download. I outline how to use commentaries to get help when you're reading. I show you how I take what I'm learning as I'm reading and actually write it into my Bible as notes. So this is what it means for me to make my Bible work for me. I put all my notes in my Bible so that no matter where I go in scripture, I know what's going on in the text. I have cross references that I've looked up and uh, connecting passages to help me understand a concept. I, I put all that into my Bible. I'll show you how I do that in the ebook as well. And like I said, I'll explain the prayer. Lord, help me know you more deeply, love you more passionately live more powerfully for your glory and proclaim you more boldly. I'll show you where that prayer comes from in scripture and why it's so important. So there's a simple plan, right? Not, not too hard. Three simple steps. It's no big deal, right? Get ready, read, write stuff down. So let me ask you this. Do you have any questions about this plan? As you listen to me talk, all of this makes perfect sense in my mind because it's stuff I do all the time, but maybe I've left out details or examples that you're curious about, you want to know more about. Let me know about that. You can hit me up at jeff at corelifetraining.org. You can hit me on Instagram or the Core Life Training Facebook page and ask me those questions about this plan. If you're curious about how I do it or, or what I mean by something, let me know about that. If you try it out, if you sit down for a week and try this plan out, I would love to know how it's going for you. Right? Is it working? What do you dig about it? What do you not dig about it? Just let me know what's happening. I would love to hear from you about that. Dig it, man. There is your simple plan for knowing God deeply in the word. I hope that's helpful for you. If it is helpful and you think it might be helpful for somebody else, man, I would love it if you do me a big favor. Would you go to iTunes and leave a rating or a review? Um, the more ratings and reviews we get, the higher we rank. And just honestly, it's just easier for people to find the podcast when they search it. Like it just ranks it up in the algorithm and all that stuff. So um, I, I don't need for you to pump me up or anything like that, but it'd be awesome if you would leave a rating just so the podcast would be easier to find. And you could also just spread the word, man. If you're digging it and it's helpful for you, tell a friend, tell somebody you know, give them a link, text them the link, tell them what you dig about it. Just give them a link so that they can listen along too. Hey, one last thing before I let you guys get out of here, before I shut the command center down for the day, if you want my free ebook, Make Your Bible Work For You, a guide to getting the most from your personal Bible study, you can download it for free. Go to corelifetraining.org slash ebook. 
corelifetraining.org slash ebook. And you can download that baby right now. I'd love to know what you think about that. So hit me up and let me know if you get that and you start working through it. All right, man. Thank you for checking out this episode number 12 of the Core Life Training Podcast. Don't forget after the outro music is the drink of choice and the metal moment. If you dig it, my name is Jeff Olson. I teach the Bible and I will check you later. Right on. So this episode's drink of choice was supposed to be Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel Age Stout by New Holland Brewing. I'm actually going to save that for another episode because last minute I realized that the Hoppy Brewer still had Underground Mountain Imperial Brown Ale on tap. And before that went away, I just needed to get some more of that. So (laughs) this week's drink of choice is actually last week's drink of choice, Underground Mountain Imperial Brown Ale. So great. So glad I got the last bit of that before that keg blew. And this episode's metal moment is brought to you by one of my favorite bands right now, a band called King Buffalo. These guys, it's three dudes from New York. I found out about them back in January on the Electric Beard of Doom podcast. And by the way, if you're not listening to that, you should check that out too. Uh, But I heard them on the podcast. I thought, man, I got to check these dudes out. So I got their music and lo and behold, they were touring all the way out here to Portland, Oregon, which I could not believe. So they play this heavy psych rock music and I got to see them this year at the White Eagle here in Portland. Uh, I ended up going to the show by myself because none of my friends could go, but man, that was worthwhile just standing there by myself for about an hour and 20 minutes, man, that show totally ruled. This is the kind of music you want to throw on when you're doing your Bible study, man. You put it on the background, you just groove out. It's totally killer. Uh, what you're going to hear is the title track off their record, Longing to Be the Mountain. It's trippy. It's atmospheric. It starts out pretty chill. It gets heavy. The riffs are killer. The dynamics are awesome. Man, the vocals are amazing. I I just love everything about this record. It's one, just one of my favorite records of 2019 by far. So it's a long song. It's 10 minutes. Uh, it's going to be 10 minutes of your life. You're going to be super glad you spent. So you need to get your best headphones out, grab your drink of choice, kick back and crank this one up. And I will check you later.